we welcome back to the microphone the CEO of the uh, Erie uh, Downtown Development Corporation, John Persinger. Welcome back, John. Thank you so much for having me. Well, we were glad to get your your email last night and uh, you know give you give you a chance to kind of communicate what's going on on North Park Row. I'm going to start with this. Uh, I know that the mayor wanted to talk to you. Did you get a chance to talk to him? And do you care to share any of that uh, conversation with us? Sure. We actually reached out to the mayor. Okay. I called him yesterday morning. He was not aware of what was going on. Um, I'd spoken with my board president, Tim Nicastro, about this. Uh, Tim suggested that we get the city administration involved. They've got great staff over there to help out. And so called the mayor and asked if he would be open to meeting and asked if he would be open to getting his staff involved to help find uh, some other downtown locations mm -hmm. for these businesses. And the mayor was up for it. So we had a great positive meeting this morning. The mayor certainly um, listened to us and I think understood um, the issues with these buildings. He understands that these buildings were built between 1858 and 1865, and there is decades of deferred maintenance in these buildings. I mean, there hasn't been any investment in these buildings for decades. The roof is collecting a pool on top. There are ceilings collapsing. There are floors that have holes. There's exposed wiring, exposed plumbing. There are exposed pipes. There's a lot of work that needs to go into these buildings. We brought in contractors. They've said, strip it down to its studs. We need to go in and put all new utilities, new piping, new floors, new ceilings. To do that is a lot of work. Chris Croner is the economic development director at the city. As I was describing all these issues and um, the amount of work to um, go into it, he said, that's a three-year project. Right. Yeah. This is not going to happen overnight. This is not going to happen. Uh, I mean, in, 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 in an old Erie, an old, um, I mean, I think about the redevelopment authority of the 60s. Old Erie just knocked these suckers down. Correct. Correct. You're trying to revive them. These buildings have stood for 170 years. We want them to stand for another 170 years. We have the momentum now. We have the money now to make that happen. So that's why we want to get in there, do it right, do it all by the book. So it's a really safe environment, not just for the tenants, but for that entire North Park Row and all of downtown. All right. So we, we understand that there's a lot of work that can be done. Let's talk about um, the transaction as best as you can. You know, uh, when you bought the former Sherlock's and Park Place, the entire parcel was eight properties. Is that accurate? Correct. Okay. Now, in in the in the sales agreement, did the leases transfer or were they made invalid? The leases transferred. We inherited those leases. Okay. So what are the statuses of these three leases that are in the news right now? Are they all expiring this year or is there a clause that allows you to cancel the lease with three day, 30 days notice? They, um, they expire at the on October 31st, 2019. So all three of them kind of bunched together and, and they were set to expire in October. Correct. What about this conversation? I, I can't remember which it was that said, I just re-signed re last August. Um, uh, one, one, of the, one, of the, one of the buildings, one of the tenants is saying that they signed some lease last August. Is that accurate? There are four leases and... Um, the one lease that you didn't mention is owned by, it's one lease, but it's for Dave's Diner. Coconut, right. Well, I was going to talk about that in a second. Yeah. That um, lease is from September of 18 until September of 21, three okay. years. So the other leases, the copies we've had, the copies that we inherited from the former owner yeah. show those three leases expiring on October 31st, 2019. 
So uh, what is this 30-day notice thing? You're saying that you could have waited till September yeah, and then told them, sprung exactly. it on them? Yeah, exactly. Okay. I mean, that's typical in leases. You get right. 30 days notice, usually because, and I, um, uh, this is uh, sort of legal talk, when you have leases, the payments are on a monthly basis. So the notification not to renew or to terminate is usually 30 days. Right. That's what is in these leases. But we sent them notice on March 5th of this year. We want to give them, we wanted to keep them downtown. So we want to give them plenty of time to work with them proactively mm -hmm. to find other locations. We gave them eight months notice and we had been working with them. We uh, put them in touch with other property owners. We'd pointed out other vacant spaces. There's two vacant storefronts right on State Street, 200 yards from these buildings. So that's why we gave them plenty of time is to work through this together and keep them downtown. So, so again, the, to to make sure that everybody is clear, this is not this was not like a relocation notice that was some something over and above uh, that cut the lease short. This is this you're this is basically you're except you're taking the option of not renewing the lease from the landlord side of of the the thing here. Correct. We under the lease have exercised our option not to renew. And it's done solely because we need to tear those buildings down to their studs, rehabilitate them from top to bottom, and give them another life period of 170 years. So is it, would you say that, um, is it just a coincidence that the ones that are up for, re, for renewal at, and will not be accepted for renewal at the end of October were some of the minority-owned uh, businesses? Yes. It's just a coincidence. Pure coincidence. And it's, uh, trust me, I understand the optics of it. I'm not naive yeah. about politics. I think your listeners know that. And I understand the optics of three diverse women, uh, minority owned businesses, all being on the same lease cycle and receiving notices that we're not going to renew their leases. Yeah. So the, um, so with the other three businesses, Dave's Diner, Coconut Joe's, Resolution Nightclub, they re re upped. You're saying September, literally right before you you took a possession, and that's right. And, and I had talked, to carry over. Go ahead. And I've talked with Dave Freeman as well about this. We need to get into those buildings and redo them, so he understands um, that we are not going to renew that lease because we can't rehabilitate these buildings with tenants in them. This isn't like some HGTV operation where in 30 minutes you have a property that's been run down is now um, sparkling like the Taj Mahal. Yeah. This, these are buildings that are going to take a lot of work. You know, you heard it. I heard from Chris Garner saying this morning, that's going to take three years. And we know that. And so to do that means we need to get the tenants out of there. We need to make sure everyone's safe. We need to go in and really make sure these properties are rehabilitated the proper way and by the book. So just, and again, I'm, I'm not uh, off the top of my head understanding where all the tenants lie on North Park Row, but it's possible that Dave Freeman's properties are not contiguous. Is that correct? Because, because there are eight buildings, you're not doing this building by building then? Where where you can maybe buy some of these businesses some more time, I guess, is the question. Um, you know, that could be a possibility. Absolutely. It's, it depends on as we get into this work, as we get um, further along in the planning process, that some may actually be able to stay beyond that time period. But from a legal... Probably be a month to month. Exactly. And so mm -hmm. um, from a legal standpoint, we had to provide notice. 
Let's step back for a second. And again, we're talking to John Persinger. He is the CEO of the Erie Downtown Development Corporation. And, and uh, some of his properties that he administers uh, are in the, been in the news. Uh, very, uh, it's a you know, big headline in the Friday newspaper. Um, uh, top of 1A. Uh, let's step back. Give, give folks uh, an understanding. Maybe they have experience with uh, real estate in the residential world of how it works when you lease an apartment or townhouse vis-a-vis commercial real estate, triple nets. Uh, I, I, I've, I've signed leases in the commercial world. Um, there's very little, uh, I don't have a lot of rights as a tenant in the commercial world. Uh, can you explain that as an, as an attorney and from your knowledge base? Well, it's true both in the residential and the commercial world. When you sign a lease, it's usually for a specific amount of time. It's limited to a specific space. And you're working under the assumption that if you put any uh, renovations into the building, you don't get to take those renovations. Yeah, with you, you walk away. Exactly. Is yeah. that um, there's no obligation to the landlord to renew a lease. So um, you, uh, if you're acting wisely and prudently, financially prudently, then you're not going to put in any extensive renovations if you know you're not going to be there in order to, to um, uh, get the benefit of those renovations in the long term. And, and I have to, I have to explain to our listeners again as as a renter as a and I was in that administration uh, portion I ran a nonprofit that, that that you know I was the lease guy for this nonprofit um, you know we made major decisions on whether or not to make investments you know we we had to make investments according to our business plan if you will vis a vis you know uh, how much we and, and how much we would spend on that investment knowing that we could have to walk away or, you know, maybe we could outgrow the space, yeah. you know, or, or, you know, any number of things that can happen. And so it, it does get dicey and, and, you know, when it comes to commercial real estate. So you understand, you get it, is that it is tough. It's a tough situation to be in because your business could go really well and you could outgrow that space quickly and then need to get out of your lease to find a new place to keep your business growing or your business couldn't go not as you planned. I have worked and be with, stuck with a lease and be stuck with a lease, and yeah. and that's the tough part about mm-hmm. business. I, I, it's it's a tough situation to be in. So um so again we we've uh, we've established that these leases are up at the end of October, correct? Correct. So Halloween is when the, uh, when, the when the lease is up, uh, and you're just basically what what the the conversations recently have been. Hey, we're not going to renew this lease. We'll start looking. Let's start looking a place for you. And um, again, because you're in the development business, you're reaching out to these businesses to try to help them find a new place. We want to revitalize downtown. Those buildings that we acquired, 80% of of that space is vacant. Um, So we need to get more density down there, more businesses in there, but we need to go in and, and tear them down to the studs and do them properly. But in the meantime, we can get businesses in other locations. And we've been, I meet with businesses uh, every day. I've met with dozens of businesses now who are interested in coming downtown, interested in starting a business downtown. We haven't had space available. So I've been referring them to other property owners. This is, this is what should be happening is we want people in, interested in moving downtown. And we have a lot of vacant space. In our little footprint, 3rd to Perry Square, Holland to Sassafras, 
at last count, there were about 13 vacant storefronts. A few of those were ours, granted. Okay, yeah. But there's a number of, right now on State Street, there's um, one, two, three, four, four vacant State Street, four vacant you, spaces. You're, you're counting them off like the freckles on the back <laughs> of your hand, right? <laughs> four, four vacant storefronts yeah. on the 400 block of State Street. Just on the 400 block of state. Just on the 400 block of state. And again, you'd be adjacent to Ember and Forge, who is rocking Correct. at their corner. You know. Correct. Right next to Ember and Forge is open. The eye doctor moved out at the end of okay. December. So yeah. that is open. Um, right next to Happy Garden. It's been open for years. There's mm -hmm. space available. Right. The, um, are you surprised at the backlash? I'm not surprised. There's been, um, it's a, a difficult emotional subject for everyone involved again. And I know these, um, individuals who own the businesses have put their hearts into the business. And I know it, um, is tough to think about finding a new location. Um, and I know that there's a lot in the community who are worried about what we're going to do. Um, so it doesn't come as a surprise um, I think the there it's a it's a difficult subject for the community to talk about change and figure out what does change exactly look like and how do we get there. This is not easy for anyone involved, and so I understand the emotions involved. You you know when when you were here last, when we just kind of really focused on your footprint, um, one of the questions I asked you was talking about this transparency because again, people have to understand that this is a private concern with investors. Now, the investors are the pillars of our community. We're talking about UPMC Hammett and Erie Insurance and Gannon University and uh, most of the banks that, are, uh, that take your deposits. And so we're kind of, you know, all investing in this venture. And again, using that Cincinnati model for, uh, for this 12-block footprint. The, the, um, but but by, by being so transparent, people get the, there's a confusion factor or there's an expectation factor of, well, I have a say in what the EDDC is doing. And that's really not accurate. No, it's not accurate at all. We are a private entity. We are funded by private money. Um, there's no public money involved. There's no governmental entities involved in our decision making. Um, uh, I was with, again, with the mayor this morning and, um, our board president, Tim Nicastro was with me. We talked about how there are some things, um, we can't talk about in public because we haven't had our, our board to make those decisions, but the board made a decision early on to be very public and transparent about its efforts. So they could have taken the approach like Cincinnati did. Cincinnati was quiet and acquired a hundred properties. They said they land banked those properties without anyone knowing what they were doing. So we could have taken that approach, but the board made the intentional decision to be very public and transparent because they wanted to instill some confidence in the future of downtown Erie. And they wanted to generate some optimism for the future of downtown Erie. Because if these big, uh, large businesses, employers, philanthropic leaders step up and say, we are invested for the future and we're committing serious money, that will hopefully give confidence to others to step up and maybe not the same amounts, yeah. but at what they can do. And so I think there's a lot more optimism and excitement in the community than there was two years ago, three years ago, but it's 
definitely going to be a difficult process as we go through change. And I neglected to mention the Erie Community Foundation, which again, it was a, is a strong partner and, and very much they stretch themselves to make this, uh, this uh, investment because that's, it's not typical for them. They're using a kind of strengthening their social enterprise muscle, aren't they? That's right. It was, uh, it, it was, I think, a new role for them to take on and investing in the EDDC, in the Innovation District, but it's really, at, I think, the forefront of philanthropic investing. And as we've gone, we, I've, when I was on last time, I talked about how uh, myself, my colleague, uh, Matt Wachter, our VP for Finance and Development, we've been speaking all over the country about Opportunity Zones and about the role that they're playing here. Yeah. And what's been interesting is um, we've been able to talk about the role of the Community Foundation in our organization, in the Innovation District, in, with Opportunity Zones, because large, uh, large foundations are trying to figure out what the role that foundations can play. And they have found it interesting that the Community Foundation has invested right. in these types of initiatives. Um, let's, and of course, still your footprint is, is under a, the, the flagship Opportunity Zones as well. And so, um, you know, getting these buildings appropriate for reconstruction and for new development is part and parcel of, uh, of any outside and certainly the inside investment that, you know, the regional investment that we want to see. That's absolutely right. So when outside, when we've been talking with outside investors, really the first question is, what property do you control? So it's really easy to talk about properties, but if you don't have them under ownership, no one can invest in them. And so that's we're in a fortunate position where we own those eight buildings on North Park Row and we can pitch projects to investors. The next question is, what stage of the development are they at? Mm -hmm. Are they shovel ready? Because these investors are under a time timeline because of opportunity zone legislation to make their investments. And so they want to know if these investments are shovel ready. And some of these are because they are vacant, like Park Place and Sherlock's. Some of them are not. The bus depot has resolution nightclub in for the next two and a half years. So um, the amount of projects that we're able to pitch, which means ultimately the amount of outside investment, which is going to come to Erie varies. And, and so when you say shovel ready, what, what you interpret that as is we're down to the studs. We've got all of the mechanicals ready to go. And then somebody could come in and, and, and either, you know, do, do the, the housing on the second and third floor or the retail or offices on the first or second floor, I guess. Correct. Correct. And what's so interesting about this that is often lost in the conversation is that we are paying taxes on those buildings right now. Right now, we're paying a very um, modest amount because those buildings have um, are um, pretty low in value for yeah. buildings of those size that sit on um, city's main street and overlook their main park. Mm -hmm. So we are going to pour millions into redeveloping those buildings. And afterwards, the uh, assessment office is going to assess it at a higher value. And we are going to pay even more taxes on those properties. And that is revenue generated for the city for the county, for the school district. So we should be working collaboratively to figure out how we can get more money into similar blighted buildings to really raise the property values up, which is going to be benefit everyone, including our local schools. That really leads me into two questions about gentrification. Uh, number one, the, uh, let's explain what, when you hear that word of gentrification, what that means to you. Because that's, that's been bantied about in social media uh, the last couple of days. 
gentrification is a word that has different meanings for different individuals. When I think about gentrification, it's the concerns that people might be displaced from their current locations because of um, and because of a, um, outside investments in a community. So for what we're dealing with right now, we have eight buildings, 100,000 square feet, 80% of those spaces are vacant. That's, that's basically the equivalent of having 50 single family homes wow. and 40 of those being empty. Could you imagine if you lived in a neighborhood where 40 of the homes around yeah. you were empty? Yeah, you're on a cul-de-sac and they were all got the for sale sign on them. What do you think that would do to you, the value of your home? Absolutely. Yeah. And think about it, even take it on a smaller scale. If you lived in a four bedroom home and three out of those four bedrooms had the ceiling collapsing, had mm -hmm. holes in the floors, had exposed wiring, would you ever want to live in that type of building? Mm -hmm. would, yeah. you, would you ever put the money in to rehabilitate it? Before I go to my uh, last question, I want to get grab a phone call here. Um, uh, good afternoon. You're on TalkEerie.com with Joel Natale and John Persinger. Hi, great. Go ahead, caller. Okay, so my question is, um, it was reported that you guys aren't looking to release to the businesses um, that were given the letters of intent. Um, if that is the case, then what kinds of businesses are you guys looking to have in the Park Row complex? All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hang up and let you listen on the radio because that was basically my exact uh, question for, for uh, John next. So thank you, caller. All right. Yeah, so yeah, and let me, let me craft it in, in what I want to get at. You know, sure. um, the, uh, you know, after construction is done with these buildings, the rents desired for ground floor retail space will be considerably more expensive than the rents that you're getting today. Is that an accurate statement? Possibly. We don't know, honestly. I mean, we have to go through um, all the construction costs, and after the construction costs, we have to figure out what we need to do to pay back the debt service. But when, when we're talking about real estate, you're going from Class C, Class D, you know, worth very little, you know, so that gets very little rent, to Class A, you know, rents. It's got to double, triple. So, I mean, on a so, square footage basis. So here's where our organization is a bit different. So we're not similar to your typical landlord who just wants to have a guaranteed rent. We want to make sure that there's a good tenant in there that's drawing people downtown. And so what they did in Cincinnati with one of their most popular restaurants is that they took a percentage of the sales. They were thinking if that restaurant is successful, then we will be successful. And so there's no really upfront costs. There's no guaranteed minimum payment each month. There's just a sense that we want you to be successful, so we'll be successful. And we've talked uh, about doing that with our buildings. So you don't have a, you don't have a target square footage? No. Uh, cost. No. Cost per square foot. Well, that, that is, yeah, that's, that's pretty interesting and uh, kind of paradigm changing for me. Uh, last question. Can you communicate... Uh, any, you know, we've so got like go, last, last minute. Sure. Really. Yeah. I was going to say, and let me go back to and explain. Yeah. Our goal is to, um, uh, we've raised this fund. We want to leverage it for more money. We want to pay back the fund, but we want to keep going. So our goal isn't to turn these huge profits where we have to guarantee investors a minimum amount of return. We really want to revitalize downtown area and keep that momentum going. So the money we're making, we're pouring it into the next project. And it's the long game. It's the long game here.
That's what these organizations which, which you would hope for. that if if these businesses could find a, a new a new place to go, they would get more business. Absolutely, because as the entire downtown grows, exactly. We're talking about uh, some of the uh, some of the new, uh, breaking news stories that have been happening all week regarding the EDDC's investment in the North Park Row and businesses that uh, have been asked. Uh, well, basically, the, their leases have not been renewed uh, uh, as of Halloween, as of uh, October 31st. Let's take a phone call right now here on the Joel Natale Show. Hello, caller. You're, you're live with Joel Natale here on TalkEerie.com. What did you want to say? Hey, John. Um, just wanted to say you said that gentrification means different things to different people. Um, I wanted to see what that meant for you. Um, Basically, like you're creating a positive environment for like other rich white people um, and not the minority businesses you're pushing out. And I'll take my answer up there. Thanks for the call. OK, uh, John, did, uh, John Burns, you're still with us. Did you want to weigh in on on that? Uh, sure. I said I've talked with dozens of business owners about potentially coming downtown and relocating downtown. Um, we um, a number of them have been minority owned businesses, and I hope to find spaces for them. You know, we had an event at the cashier's house. So for those that don't know, the cashier's house is right on State Street, historic building. It's owned by the Art Museum. They were using it as storage for 11 years until we came through and asked if we could rent it for them. So our offices are on the second floor. We subleased the third floor to a tech company. And we've been having the third floor open for events and activities. One of the events that we hosted was uh, with Erie Arts and Culture for uh, minority artists. So we were proud to host that event. We hope that they'll host more of those events in that space. And we look forward to celebrating more diversity downtown. Okay. So yeah, there, there's the, there's the, the, the issue here of, uh, of there's the, there's the optics of this thing. And there's the, there's the reality of this thing of, of just the, again, you said uh, in our earlier hour, it's coincidental that uh, and unfortunate mind you that the, that the leases are up at the same time by the women and minority owned businesses completely coincidental these are the leases we inherited you know this when you've been involved with commercial leases when the building is sold the leases are usually assigned to the new owner mm -hmm. that's what happened in this situation but we um we share the mayor's vision for a diverse world-class downtown that's why if you took a look at our book festival, I just came out of a, a planning meeting for book festival 2019. If you came to our book festival last, um, last September, we had 500 school children come down. They were from Piper Burley. They were from Mother Teresa Academy. This was as diverse as the city gets. We were proud to have them downtown. We got them each a book that they could go home with. So we're proud of our efforts that we're making. We know this is a difficult situation, but we're working through it, and we hope that we can celebrate more diversity downtown in the coming months. Alrighty, the um, uh, we're 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 working on a call a call in. We don't think we're going to get that. It sounds like. What do you think, Shane? Because I, I want to be able to release Mr. Persinger to his uh, to his weekend if if that's not going to be the case, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, you know what? We'll, let's take a break, hey, John. We're going to go ahead and and let you let you. Uh, take care of your family and everything else. Thanks for for hanging in there. We wanted to give you an opportunity to to hear or respond, but it doesn't look like it's going to work out. The um, you've got uh, my phone number. Yeah. You can call me at any time. You know I answer calls all the time. Well, let's take one more call. Sure. I, they're you know they're kind of trickling in. <laughs> it is six zero two ten eighty. 
and uh, caller, you are live with Joel Natalie and John Persinger on TalkErie.com. But this is a live show for sure. <laughs> Go ahead, caller. Okay, great. So I called previously. I was the first caller, and I don't believe that my question was answered. My question again is: If the businesses that uh, were given letters of intent to not come back, um, if those guys are not coming back, what kinds of businesses are you guys looking to have inside the complex of Park Row? And you know, I heard that John mentioned that he doesn't have a, a price point that he is looking at for. Uh, renting these spaces out in the future, which I find to be very odd for a development plan. I've never really heard of that, not having a projection of how much you're going to get back on your investment. So I'm just curious, like, where does that leave um, you guys in terms of who is going to be there next and who are you guys recruiting to come in and what kind of businesses plan on having come in at the park room complex can you answer that question directly yeah and sure. stay and stay on the line so you can respond after john's answer sure i think uh, joel came in with another question about the pricing and so i answered yeah. that one but i'm happy to answer this one too um as uh, mentioned earlier and i've been talking about this around town since um getting into the role um but we have eight buildings and what we are what we've been looking at in terms of those buildings is cultivating an ear experience on that ground floor. So what does that ground floor look like? Say that again. You're saying cultivating, cultivating an, an eerie, eerie experience. experience. Okay, so uh, I'm just pushing back just a second because in my brain, if I have the prime real estate at Fifth and State, I'm thinking we're talking about, you know, a mini shady side, you know, with, uh, uh, you know, with uh, the Apple store or major, major chains, any, you know. So that's not what you're thinking. That's not the case. And that would be much easier for us to do because those national chains pay a higher square footage. If you look at the um, commercial leases that are down on in our area or anywhere downtown, the tenants who are paying the highest square footage are those national chains, the Starbucks, the Jimmy John's, the Subways. But that's not what we want to do. We're focused on creating two types of businesses in our hosting two types of businesses in our spaces. One, the daily amenities and two, um, businesses that will um, create life. So daily amenities, if we want people to live downtown, we have to give them those businesses that they need within walking distance. The grocery stores, the pharmacies, the barber shops, the hair salons, the dry cleaners, the coffee shops those businesses that people go to on a weekly or uh, daily occurrence. And then two, the businesses that will draw life, we want people to be downtown. We want people to be downtown in the morning, we want people to be downtown at lunch, and we want people to be downtown at nights and weekends. If you go downtown right now, on a nice day, you may find a crowd uh, downtown at lunchtime, but it becomes a ghost town at nights and weekends. I know because our office is down there and I'm down there most nights and weekends. So we're trying to figure out what is that perfect mix and match of businesses that will provide those daily amenities so people want to live downtown. And, and we can also serve those residents who are already downtown. And what are those businesses that are going to create life? So those are the types of businesses that we've been looking at. And we've had a number of conversations with um, different local business owners, different local businesses, but we haven't made any commitments and we haven't finalized any lease deals it will probably be a while before that happens so if you're going for that eerie experience again just to reiterate the point you're not going to get the the 25 30 a foot 
you know, that Starbucks is paying or whatever that number is probably <laughs> higher than that. It's higher but, than that. Yeah, 100 a foot, you know. Um, <laughs> well, okay, so i got to jump back in here because I am, I am not understanding how the businesses like Tandori Hut or Cal Thai or Casablanca, I'm not understanding how they don't fit into both of those categories of, um, you know, daily experiences, you know, food. That's a daily experience. That I you never need. said that they I'm didn't fit. But I'm okay. And that's so why I'm we've been working with them. Though. That's why, sorry. Uh, that's why we've been, they, I never said that they didn't fit. Can I and finish what my question certainly. is so real quick? Certainly. I let you guys talk? Certainly. Okay. So I'm not understanding though how you guys have already said no to them coming back in. If they sound like the description of what you guys are looking for already and they already have a base, they already have brand recognition, they already have location recognition. So why aren't you guys even considering them coming back in and why aren't you guys trying to fight to the nail to have them come back so that you can do what was done in Cincinnati and take a portion of the sales and believe and trust in these businesses that have already been succeeding for years now? I agree with you. We never said that they couldn't so come back. why not invite them back? We never, we, we never said that they couldn't. We, at this point Are in time... Are you inviting them back right now, then? At this point in time, we don't know when those spaces are going to be rehabilitated. As you, we talked with the mayor this morning, his economic development director said that it's going to be at least three years. But that's why we've been, why, that's why we give them plenty of notice. And that's why we've been working to find them other locations so we can keep them okay, part so of that area experience. To find them other locations? So we have a property management company, Glowaki Management Company. They're, uh, uh, they, um, lease spaces, they manage spaces, they broker spaces. We've put them in contact with them. Um, with some of the owners, I've put them in contact with other property owners who've reached out to me. I've pointed out vacant spaces to these prop to these business owners. So those are just some of the ways that we've been trying to help them find other locations. Yeah, there, there's, okay. there's, there's going to be this, this gap, whether it is, well, it sounds like it's going to be 24 to 36 month gap. And so, and so you don't want those businesses to go under while they're waiting for exactly. the space to get to, basically the space to get to code. Exactly. We're, we're, we're not even at code in our second and third floor. Exactly. And, and I can understand that, but I, I'm confused myself. I'm kind of frustrated with city government and their code enforcement. You know, we have quality of life ticketing for people um, with blight in their neighborhoods, but it doesn't seem like code enforcement is keeping up with these buildings. I don't understand how it was sold. I don't understand how the lease was renewed uh, without them being up to code and good enough for people to operate out of. Um, I don't really understand how the second or third floor can't be renovated while these businesses stay in their restaurants. So I think that if, if y'all want to keep good face with the public, um, putting the work in to explain those things and not just leave it at, we want to take it down to the studs, but really talking people through it because you guys did hint at it earlier that some people might be familiar with, uh, with uh, real estate for um, residential. Like, yeah. Uh, residential. Yeah. Thank mm -hmm. you. Sorry. I was just wanting to say retail over and over. Um, oh, but for sorry. residential, Go ahead. I'm sorry. But, you know, maybe explaining it a little bit more to people so that they, you can build that trust with them. Because right now people are just angry that we're not understanding um, what's going on. I, I, and I do wonder if you guys are going to help, like, maybe reduce cost of rent or even free rent um, in the coming months while they uh, try to relocate and figure out costs. 
mean, it sounds like you're supportive of the business, so I'm just wondering if there's anything else that EDDC can do with the investment money that they've gotten from big businesses in town, if they can do anything else to help out the cost for these businesses as they have to relocate. That's a pretty, pretty interesting question. So there were a number of points there. Let me take kind of the first point there, which was about the code enforcement in City Hall. And I can't speak to that because we don't I don't work for the government. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't work for City Hall. So I don't want to be. I mean, and and the classic explanation caller is, is that they only can do what they can do. And so they have a limited staff and. And and you hear these? Yeah, I've been hearing this story for years, you know. But go ahead, John. Your well, second. They've also like brought another company on to contract to help out with that work. So I'm not understand. And they've done this quality of life ordinance, right. meeting, Which is expanding their work. So I don't understand if they're not covering the work that they already need to do. Why are they expanding it even more? Right. It's it's a good question for sure. So your second point, um, if I recall correctly, was about the clarification and communication. And I understand that completely. I've heard everybody. Um, I uh, I read the Facebook comments. I get the emails. I get the texts. That's why I reached out to uh, Talk Erie to see if I could come on. And I was appreciative that they gave me the opportunity. That's why I was on with Scott Bremner this morning. That's why I um, gave interviews to the television stations and to the newspaper. This is something that, um, again, Technically, from a legal perspective, under the lease, we just had to give a notice 30 days and that was it. But we understand the community's love for some of these businesses. We understand our role in the community. And so I wanted to be out there and take these questions head on. I know they're hard, tough questions, but I didn't want to dodge it. Um, The third point was about relocation and in the interim, helping them out. Um, I think if they would want to relinquish their spaces sooner than October, then we're not obviously going to hold them to the end of their lease. Um, We're not going to do that. We are um, not in the position to provide any relocation assistance. Um, We, it's difficult for us because once you, if you do it once, every future tenant is going to expect some type of assistance, even though their rents, their, they may be, behind on their rent, they may be um, expired lease, they may be living there illegally. We know that in some of the buildings. So we're in a very difficult situation that we have to tread very carefully not to set any precedent for downtown. Caller, are you satisfied with some of the answers here? I mean, again, it's a tough situation. I mean, obviously there's not much control over code enforcement. I did want to bring attention to the fact that I feel as though the city of Erie has been lacking in that mm-hmm. and maybe that has caused this to get as far as it has. Um, in regard to um, You're right there. the help of relocation, you know, I understand the idea of setting a precedent, but I'm just thinking in terms of what the mission of is of EDDC, you know, building up downtown and showing support local Erie businesses. Um, you know, I'm not sure who all y'all's investors are, but I do know that a lot of the investors for EDDC have a good amount of money, especially comparatively speaking. I mean, in Erie, the average income is like, what, 16000 The median income is, what, 33000 So people don't have a lot of money. And I just fear for this downtown area, which is the poorest zip code in PA and one of the poorest zip codes the in the country. I the fear country. that the prices are going to go right in the nation. Yeah. And Thank I fear you. that um, that's yeah. going to go, I fear that the prices are going to go up and people in that area aren't going to be afforded 
afforded the opportunity. And, the, and again, the whole goal of, the, of, of, of lifting everyone, lifting all the boats. Thank you so much for the call. Really appreciate it so much. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the again, the long game mm-hmm. is that everybody would win here. And not just the downtown, but the adjacent neighborhoods in the 12th Street corridor. And the, the, you know, I'm tomorrow I'm going to the Sister St. Joseph Gala. You know, my brother Jeff and I, we're going to goof off for a little bit, you know, while people play Guess That Tune. But again, what what the what the sisters have been able to do in the 18th Street corridor is astounding in Little Italy and and now on the east side again. Our, you, again, you keep preaching it. We've been in decline for 60 years. Yeah. It's got to stop. We've got to draw a line in the sand and move forward. And this, you know, we've been in pain. We're going to have more pain, but then we'll have some promise. That's right. Then we'll have some promise. We're talking about uh, you know, the conversations re- uh, that are floating around really like a wildfire here. In Erie, Pennsylvania, it was the, again the top of the Erie Times news this morning about uh, the EDDC's investment and the relocation of businesses. Uh, folks, uh, when when this in this world of social media, we do need to understand that stuff doesn't just happen like tomorrow. You know, uh, this this is a this is a six month notice. It's not eight happening till eight, eight months. months. March fifth so, was when the notice. Oh, was. so the March. So that this notice has been out for two months. Correct. So why is it breaking uh, two months later? Any idea? Um, I have my thoughts, but I'm not here to speculate. I just want to answer callers' questions. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, um, yeah, and again, we'll you know we'll keep at it here. Uh, I've got like four minutes, but uh, so okay. So the notice was brought March fifteenth. It's breaking uh, the first week of May, and uh, the 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 they they have to vacate by. Halloween. So, yeah. At the end of the release period. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 and again, I do, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm sounding, um, I, I I definitely want to sound sympathetic because, you know, I know what it takes as a renter, but I also know what I endured as a renter. And again, I'm talking about commercial real estate. I was told I have 30 days to get out and I had to move my nonprofit, you know, and find a place. Talk about pressure, yeah. you know, 30 days and I was gone. And, and again, in, in a commercial situation, it's a triple, usually it's a triple N, it's a triple net lease. That means I'm in charge of all the insurances and all of the utilities and everything inside the box. You know, the only thing I got, I, I, wasn't, even, I wasn't even in charge of HVAC, you know, you know and, you know, the water heater going down. It, it's not a fun thing to rent, but, but of course, what you're able to do with that space is run your business or run your organization. And so, I mean, there's, there's two sides of this thing, but uh, it, it, you know, I think some of the talk about maybe one or two of the businesses actually purchasing one of the buildings that might be for sale downtown, that might be a great idea to build some equity, right? That'd be a win for everyone. And that's what we're trying to do is get more people to invest in the community more people to invest in downtown and raise the standard of living for everyone. As soon as you own your commercial building, you get, you get to call the shots, you know, for your own, for your own business. So they could come back if they wanted to 
re-up their lease after the renovations are done. Is that is that correct? So it would be a new lease because the lease right. ends and then we're going to do the rehabilitation. That could take several years. Mm-hmm. And at that point, there is going to be the possibility for them to come back. And so your okay. investors are ready to not have this income that they're getting right now because they're just going to be spending money at that point. Correct. And that's a huge problem for why we haven't seen investment is when as soon as you when you have a new building, you're building it from the ground up. So you haven't lost that investment income that's coming off of the property. But when you have a building like these buildings, historic buildings, which there's um, there's some tenants and some um, rental income, you're then going to cease getting that rental income while you do all the renovations. So for three years, that building is not going to be making any money. That goes back to this being for the long term is that there's a commitment and recognition. There's a commitment to the long term. There's a recognition that we have to stay the course for uh, decades in order to turn this downtown around. And it really is. It really does indicate why you why we've seen such decay and it's taken somebody like an EDDC, which has all of the major players in town, you know, whether it's the community foundation or the uh, UPMC Hammett, Erie insurance, uh, St. Vincent, so on, blah, 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 blah. You know, it, it, you know, most people are not that uh, well healed to, I'm going to stop all the income and rehabilitate this, this historic building and, you know, and wait 24 to 36 months before I get, any return on my investment, even the start of a return on investment. Correct. So the um, mortgage payments are still being due. Any loan payments are still being due. The taxes are still due. We'll keep some utilities on yeah. um, as through the stages you gotta, you of work, You got to work the, the saws. And yeah. <laughs> At first, we're going to uh, continue with this conversation about uh, the Erie Downtown Development Corporation's uh, properties uh, that uh, there's eight buildings there at North Park Row. And we uh, we think this is uh, Jessica uh, from Caltai. Uh, Jessica, are you on the line with us? Yes, I'm here. All right. Thanks for calling us. Uh, well, we appreciate you calling into the program here. Um, you know, let's get some let's get some basics of of, of your situation uh, with your, with your lease and so on. So how long have you been in business on North Park Row? So Caltai has been there for about 10 years. Um, us current owners, we actually purchased the restaurant, um, almost five years. It'll be five years at the end of September that we've been the owners of Caltai. And just for the record, how long is left on your lease? Our lease expires um, October 31st of 2019. All right. So that so what we've been hearing, what we've been reporting is accurate. What was represented to you when the EDDC bought the building that you are in? Um, so when the EDDC bought the building, all we were really told was that they were going to honor the lease that we had with Tippy. Um, we didn't know any other specifics. Uh, we did know that that they wanted to keep businesses down there, but they really didn't say one way or another. We just knew that our lease that we had with our old landlord was going to stay as is, and it would expire October 31st. Okay, so so um, you when they when they closed last September, did you have the sense that that uh, your time was short uh, in that current location? No, no. No, we knew the EDDC, um, you know, their main objective was to revitalize downtown Erie, and we knew they wanted to bring businesses and maybe do some apartments, and, you know, they wanted to kind of build up 
downtown and we were told um you know that we would be there we weren't told the specifics of how long but we were told you know your lease is gonna stay you'll be here and that was pretty much it so we definitely did not have a clue that when our lease was up that we were going to have to leave there was definitely no inclination that that was what was going to happen you know when when the when the urban land institute released like a kind of a proposal for all those blocks of the eddc um uh, you know, footprint. Did you happen to read that report back in January? And did that give you any cause? Okay. No, we did not. We've done a little more looking into, you know, kind of what was going on. Um, like I said, just that they were trying to revitalize and the multicultural and we kind of knew, you know, the way they were going, just trying to build up downtown. So we knew that. So we obviously didn't think we had anything to be concerned with, with us not staying there, but we didn't know the specifics of what was going on. So, so, um, so have you started to look for other spaces at this point? Oh yeah. Yeah. We got our letter. So we didn't know anything was happening. We had no clue anything was going to be changing. Um, and then we got our certified letter in March. And as soon as we got the letter, we called realtors and we contacted people that we know in the restaurant business to start kind of putting some feelers out to see if there was anything. Um, we asked John for help, um, we haven't found anything. We really wanted to stay downtown because our business is downtown. You know, Erie Insurance, Courthouse, all the law offices. I mean, downtown is our business. So we really wanted to stay downtown. But, you know, there doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of options for us. So we're really not sure which way we're going to go or where we're going to go. What, what uh, we, we just played a cut from, from last Friday's interview with John Persinger. He said there are 13 storefronts available uh, with like two or three actually right on fourth and state. Have you looked at those? Are those okay. an option for you? We haven't. Storefronts and restaurants are two different things. So there can be many storefronts, but to convert any commercial building into a restaurant is an investment. And, you know, we invested in, we when we bought Caltai off of the previous owners, we invested in that. You know, we found there was value downtown and we paid more than what we probably would have paid somewhere else because of the value of being downtown and the following that we already had. So for us to finally be at our, almost at our five-year mark and to finally maybe see a return on our investment, the option of taking a commercial office space or any commercial building and turning that into a restaurant and investing, reinvesting all over again, it's just not an option for us. I mean, to be honest, we need to look for a pre-existing restaurant, you know, to put a hood in and to have fire coats. It's a, it's a huge investment, and, and we're not interested in reinvesting. We already did this once. So for us, we, we are looking for spaces that were already restaurants and set up kind of how we want them. We know we need to invest some money, but not, not that significant amount. So we've had a lot of people reach out to offer to help us with that. Yeah, um, but that's yeah, great. For now, it's it's awesome. Erie's been awesome. We I can't believe the support we've gotten from people. So that's amazing. Why do you think this news is coming out two months after those notices went out? That's a good question. We got the notices. We didn't tell anybody. We actually didn't even tell our employees because we knew we had until October. And until we had a plan, we didn't want to have to discuss this with our employees and all of our patrons. So we've kind of done, quietly done our own research. I have no clue how this word has spread but in the past couple of weeks we have had people on a daily basis asking i heard that you guys weren't going to be staying you know so it's our patrons that are coming in and our customers that are telling us that they heard this news 
So it forced us to actually have a conversation with our employees to pretty much tell them we don't know what we're going to do at the end of our lease at this point. We don't have a significant, you know, permanent plan. We're looking, we're working, but we don't know what we're doing. So yeah, so I, I could I, I could see I could see why you would want to keep it on the down low because people yeah. get people get the news all mixed up. They mm-hmm. think you're immediately yep. going under, and it's like, yep. no, we're going to be yep. here all summer. We're going to be here well no, into the fall, that's, right? That's, we had people coming in. Oh my gosh, you guys are still here. I'm so glad you didn't close. And we're like, no. And this is what I told John when I did speak to him. We need to maintain our business for the next six months if that's how long we're staying because we still have loans to pay. I mean, our our business needs to stay thriving as it has been. We don't want people to think we already closed our doors or we got kicked out. I mean, people strew things when they hear it. It's word of mouth. So so we really didn't want it to be public knowledge. It came, it came about on its own, and I don't know how. But um, so it forced us to kind of explain what happened. And, yeah, so it's out there now. Everybody knows it's it's crazy. <laughs> really, la- la- last question. What else do you think that we need to know from your perspective? Uh, you know, I, again, I appreciate you saying that you've really seen a lot of support, a lot of groundswell of of good wishes from the patrons, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing. Local businesses, everybody's reaching out. You know, we've had so many people contact us and tell us if there's anything that they can do to help us. So it's been super positive. You know, the people of Erie have been super positive. Um, I don't know what other information. I mean, that's pretty much it. We're looking at everything. We're trying to relocate. If we can't locate, relocate, we, we wanted to stay downtown without having to rebuild a whole new business somewhere else. Um, so we're hoping that works out for us. But yes, yeah, Erie's been great. It's, it's, uh, it's is most of your equipment mobile? I mean, other than you were talking about, the, maybe uh, the hood would be an issue the or hood, something. The hood big investment the hood has to, a commercial hood has to be vented through the roof so if you've got a three-story building it's a huge investment to have that put in so you know to prevent fires in a commercial restaurant you have to have this hood in place so um yes our equipment we can take um but setting it up is a, a whole nother process getting it set up and having the hood put in place and that kind of thing that's the big investment and i understand that the drunken noodles are amazing <laughs> <laughs> according to shady bills <laughs> I, 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 I guess they're the best in town. So, uh, hey, th- they are. Thank you. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jessica, for calling in and sure. and sharing your part of the story. We really appreciate it. We'll be uh, in touch as more things develop. Okay. Sure, and I appreciate you reaching out and hearing our side. So thank you so much for that. Oh, you got it for sure. All righty, that's Jessica from uh, Caltai, and uh, we we appreciate that very much. We're going to go to our, our second guest um, uh, this, this afternoon, uh, one of the owners of the, of the uh, businesses, Darren Masri. She is from uh, Casablanca Hookah Lounge. Darren, are you there? Yeah. Uh, thanks for calling. And also, I, go, go I also have the Casablanca La Cafe next door. Okay, gotcha. All right. So I actually have businesses. How many? Two businesses? Yes. Okay. That I need to be moving. All right. So, so, uh, just again, I want to want to give some background information to our listeners here as we're talking about this situation with the land the the with the with the with your restaurants and your businesses on North Park Row. How long have you been in business on North Park Row? Uh, close to eight years. Okay. And uh, how long? How much time is left on your lease? 
we are um, our lease right now is with uh, it's at our attorney. Um, when we found out about the sale, we found out about it two days. Like they handed us over papers to sign. And the papers that we were supposed to sign, they didn't have any dates or nothing on them. They were blank. And uh, they gave us uh, only two days to get them signed. And we have no clue what we're signing. Well, wait, wait, wait. wait. Didn't you have a lease with Tippy from uh, back in, uh, you know, would have been uh, like a three-year lease that was back in 2016 or something like that? We have we have we've been renting from Tippy on uh, regular leases that that started in tw- uh, 2012, I believe. Were and they three year leases or were they one year lease? What was the term? The general terms? Two. Two year two the year leases. Term, two years. All right. Yeah. So so did you have a did you sign a lease in 2016 then? Or, I'm sorry, 2017. So, 2017. No, because we were just going automatically renewed. But the the last so, lease renewal was in 2017. It would have been in uh, the end of the beginning of November of 2017. Is that accurate? Uh, it would have been. My goodness, I really can't remember on that one. It it would have been not in November. We we like I said, we didn't sign because we've been just getting renewed every two years. Like we, we didn't have a problem with Tippy. Okay, so, so you 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 right now you're saying that the lease is at the at the attorney, so you don't you can't read it for me to say what your end date on the lease is. What 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 no, what's don't. what's being represented is that all three of these businesses, uh, well, you have two, but all three um, business owners have a a lease cycle that ends on Halloween. Is that accurate for you to say? I don't know where that date came from. Okay. I don't know how it was found out to be. It was October on the day of Halloween. We all expired. Leases expires. And when we took, when they took over, they said nobody's going to be moving. We want these businesses down there. And then we got shocked with the news that they were saying, you know, I mean, at least they could have said, well, this is the last year. We're not renewing next year as of next year, you know? I mean, it's not like just a little shops. We have a restaurant. We have a cafe. We have a lounge, you know? So um, do you, so when, you, when, the, when the new owners purchased the building, what was represented to you when the EDC bought the building that you were in? What were you hearing? Uh, we were hearing that they're purchasing it to expand our buildings and everything and bring more businesses, but there was no plans to evict us or, you know, to tell us that we they won't renew our leases or any of this. So we were, like I said, we were shocked to hear this. And to be honest with you, we never knew about it as a tenant till like, like I said, two days uh, prior to the sale. Yeah, that that's pretty, but that's pretty typical that a landowner is not going to tell his tenants that he's selling. That 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 you mm-hmm. know any any kind of commercial sale, you understand that that those those oh, things absolutely. 
you know, I mean, yeah. You know. uh, let me keep That's going here. I just, Go ahead. We, like, we didn't have a heads up, you know. Right. That's all what I'm saying. Sure. It's it's absolutely their their right to do whatever they want. We are just a tenant leasing. Right. Did you happen to read the plans that were proposed for that North Park Row area by the Urban Land Institute? That that report that came out in January. Did you read that at all, or did that give you any cause for concern? I, uh, I'm sorry, I wasn't aware of there was a report. Yeah, the Urban Land Institute did a a block by block study of what you know what they suggested. Again, these were not these were not hard and fast rules, but they were more ideas for block by block of what should happen in each area. And I just didn't know if you were able if you had access or if you went in, in, to the meeting or got a report reports were just handed out at, at erie city council uh i'm sorry at a, at a mayor's conference uh uh and public meeting in january i didn't know if you you were able to go to that meeting no i wasn't i didn't know about it have you started to look for other places in the neighborhood um not yet because, like I said, the footage that we needed, it's a lot, it's big, and I don't see any available spaces that would accommodate our kind of business. Why, uh, Darren, why do, you th- why do you think that um, this news is coming out two months after the notice for non-renewal was, was released? Why, why is this news coming out here in May? when uh, the information was uh, sent by, uh, I guess it was certified letter back in March. Why is it coming out? Why is it coming out now now instead of back in March? Um, It took us a while to process. I tried to uh, reach out numerous times, and um, we were just shocked. We were trying to figure out talk to the EDD and suddenly we hear that the news were coming in to interview about what's happening. So we were trying just to figure it out, you know, like, do we tell our customers, um, you know, just trying to see what we can do to, to speak to them and see what we can do to keep, to save our businesses for a little longer. Okay. Yeah, is there any? I've got like ten seconds. Anything else that we need to know from your perspective? Listen, we're we're not against the development of Erie. Apparently, when when we all opened up our businesses down there, um, we wanted to add more diversity. We wanted to, you know, invest our own money in these build in these buildings to make our downtown even more diverse. But it's just the way it went at it. it I think it was done unjusted, you know. Um, it could have been a lot differently and more professionally, giving us a lot longer, you know. Um, I understand he said this is 30 days notice and, you know, he gave us more than that. But these are restaurants, you know what I mean? Um, usually what happens in leases, like I've rent commercial they'll usually tell you, like, we were not renewing your lease uh, when you're, you know, a year, this is the last year we're renewing your lease, right. blah, 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 you know? Right. 
I, I'm totally out of time. I'm up against a news break. Thank you so much, Darren Mosry okay. from the uh, Casablanca Hookah Lounge and, and the cafe. We appreciate it very much. Take care.